Greetings, friends. This is Pastor Brian from Bethany Church. You're about to hear a message from May 2nd, 2021 at Bethany Church, uh, shared by Pastor Moni Warku, who was our guest that morning. Pastor Moni is a, a church planter and leading an emerging work of the Mennonite Brethren in San Jose, California, called K-Culture Church or Kingdom Culture Church. You can find them on YouTube and uh, Instagram, and it's just an exciting work. In this message, Pastor Moni is challenging us not only to keep sharing the gospel, but also to consider the condition of our own hearts uh, based on Jesus' parable of the seed and the soils from Luke chapter 8. It's a great message. You're going to be challenged, encouraged, and inspired. And so now we're going to join the message in progress. Keep on sowing with Pastor Moni Warku. And he had one mission and one goal, and that was to spread the gospel. And to expand the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says this. this. This goes back to the question I was asking. Why don't they believe in this gospel? Why are people rejecting this gospel? Paul says this to the church of Corinth. He says, Second Corinthians 4, 4. And those, uh, he says, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. So that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is, whose image, who is the image of God. There, that's the answer. You might have a friend that doesn't believe in the gospel. That's the answer. But I'm glad you and I today stand here believing in this gospel with our eyes open. With their ears open to this gospel, ready to witness to people. I, I, was, I was telling Shania on our way here, you know, when you drive two hours, you you, get, you talk a lot, you know. Uh, and I was telling her, man, aren't you so glad? I, I, was, I was asking her, man, what's your what's your testimony? When did you come to Christ? She said, I came to Christ when I was 21. And I was like, that's crazy. I said, I came to Christ when I was 21. And I was telling her how it was the best decision I've ever made. Once, once I tasted the goodness of the Lord, I'm sitting here at 27. I won't trade it in for anything. And she could say the same thing. I seen her crying in worship this morning and I said, that's it. That's why she's crying. He's been good. And there's a lot of people who, who are trying to hear this good news. You know, special, especially in, in this day and age where, where people talk about, you know, depressions on the rise, anxieties on the rise. People are confused. Um, there's, there's wars happening, right? Everywhere. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of division. People are sexually immoral. The prince of the air. It's just keeping people blind of this good news. So as believers of this good news, are we going to sit there and watch people die? Or are we going to do what Jesus did and go from village to village, from town to town? Willing, willing to look awkward, right? Willing to be called weird. I'd rather, I'd rather, call, I'd rather have them call me weird and receive the good news. I'd rather be made fun of and someone else's life transformed. 
So we're called to. So he, he says to them, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. We, we already covered that. Those, um, those along the path are the ones who hear, and the devil comes and takes away the word. Verse 13. And then, and then there are those that are on rocky ground who receive the word with joy, and they hear it. Uh-oh. Now Jesus is getting real. He said, there's the people that the devil deceives. And then there's the people who hear the good news, receive it with joy, but don't do anything about it. I call those people Sunday Christians. They're only here to feel good. So they receive the good news. The good news makes them feel good, right? Jesus died for you. Yay! Right? But they're at work on Monday. They're at work on Tuesday. They're at work on Wednesday. And because the gospel hasn't transformed their lives, you don't see it. And it's like, man, there's nothing different about you. So the people they work with are just like, man, there's nothing different about you. You're just like me. You just go to church. I have a family member who attends our church, but he believes all he has to do is just ties. <laughs> Not even attend. He's, I'm just going to ties. He's going to give, right? The stuff is good. What, what you guys are doing is good. So I'm just going to give and, and do my own thing here. And Jesus says, that's the seed that falls on. Rocky ground. They receive the word with joy, but have no root. Do you have root? Is there a foundation to the gospel that you believe in? Because the world doesn't care about how good it sounds. It's looking at your foundation. It's looking at your day-to-day life. And sorry if I'm coming off harsh this morning, but it's just, it's the truth, right? If we want to expand the kingdom of God to the ends of the world, we got to live it out. We need roots. Luke 6, 47 through 49 says this. It's, um, says this from the ESV translation, Luke 6, 47 through 49. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Having trouble in trial having trouble in the wilderness. Get you some roots and you'll be good. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. 
When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. You guys know what Jesus said to the disciples? Jesus says, those along, uh, he says, those on the rocky ground are like, are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, when the storm comes, when trial comes, they fall away. Now, 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 if you believe in the good news to make you feel good, and the moment something happens that you did not expect, and your faith gets tested, will you be standing? Or will you stop showing up to church? Don't be a seasonal Christian. The gospel is too good for you to be a seasonal Christian. But when it's your lifestyle, it's a covenant, not a contract. Got a lot of married people in the house today. I'm dating someone. I'm I'm looking to... (laughs) I'm about to get on my knees this summer. However, I had some mentors around me that I was talking to. All right, you know, what's this marriage thing all about? And this is what they all said. It's a choice, not a feeling. When you accepted the God, when you accepted Jesus as your personal savior, was it a feeling? Or was it a choice? Because the choice builds the roots. Feelings fade. And so when Jesus was going from town to town, from village to village, what he was really trying to tell people is, yeah, I died for you and that makes you feel good, but now go and live it out. Can you believe that I died for you? And I was resurrected in, in the moment when, when life is a burden to you. In the moment where, where all hope is lost. In the moment where everyone around you at work doubts the gospel that you preach to them. Well, you still have roots. And then Jesus says, talks about the seed amongst the thorns. Now watch this, there's levels to it. He goes from, you know, the people that are being deceived by the devil to the new believers, right? Or people that just accept the gospel because it sounds good. And then he gets a little deeper and he says, and then there's the seed that that fell amongst thorns. And I feel like a lot of us fall in this category, y'all. A lot of us fall in this category. They hear the word. But as the seed grows, it gets choked up by the things of life. And Jesus says this. Jesus says to them, 
the, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked up by lives, worries, riches. Hello. Hello, Western culture. Hello, America. Worries, riches, pleasures. And they do not mature. Listen, I don't care how long you've been in the church. And I say this so kindly. If you've been in the church 30, 40, 50, 60 years. But you're growing with the thorns. You'll eventually get choked up. You'll eventually get choked up. So what is Jesus saying? The gospel isn't just a feel-good story. The gospel must be the center of your life. You don't fit the gospel around your schedule. Instead, you, you fit your schedule around the gospel. So Jesus comes before the money. Jesus comes before your kids and your wife and your husband and your parents. Jesus comes before the knowledge that you have. I'm telling y'all, Jesus gets deeper and deeper. You know, we talk about rarely in the church and it's, it's barely mentioned. It's this thing called discipleship. Like the moment people hear about it, they want to run away. Uh Uh-uh. I don't like discipleship. Uh, I started going back in the gym about six months ago. I love it. I hated it at the start. I did. Because it requires discipline. And that's where we get the word discipleship. And that's why people run away. Because when you're a disciple, you're willing to be disciplined. And when we're disciplined, we mature. And so the greatest lesson I've learned from going back into the gym is, one, I can't eat what I want to eat. I can't drink what I want to drink. My sleep schedule has to be different than the average American. I have to go to sleep early, wake up early. But then I'm seeing changes in my physique. Three, four, five months into into it, I'm walking into environments and people are like, dude, you've gained some weight. You're looking kind of good. But no one talks about the discipline. No one talks about the diet. No one talks about the daily consistency it takes to look a certain way. And now when I say this, we all get it, right? No one's, no one's out here trying to argue with me. We all get it. What about your spiritual maturity? What about your spiritual transformation? 
How focused are you on that? You know your 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 soul or your spirit also has a an appetite. You know it's possible that you could feed your soul junk. And so Jesus is trying to say, don't be about the riches. Don't be about the pleasure. Don't be about the worries of life. Because the more you focus on those things, the less maturity you'll have in your life. And so he says, but if you put me first, if you put me at the center, husbands, you'll, you'll love your wife the right way. I know this is coming from a 27-year-old kid, but I'm just preaching the gospel and the word of God. Y'all, y'all know more about marriage than me. But the word, these principles, are, these values are, are the same, right? So a young man like me could preach this with full confidence. Why is he, you'll, you'll know how to love your, your husband. Parents, you'll know how to love your kids. Kids, you'll know how to love your parents. All because you decided to put Jesus and this gospel at the center. What happens when, when money's at the center? The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Today, most of the problems that we face are because of the love of money. When you put the worries of God, uh, of life before God, what happens? You come home mad. You come home angry. And then you lash out on the ones that you are told to take care of and love and serve. Matthew 6, 33. I love this passage. And... That's, that's where we got our, our church name, kingdom culture. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Ever chase stuff? Like your whole life you're just chasing stuff. Jesus says, put me first and all that stuff will chase you down. I think of high school, man. High school, I was just trying to figure out my identity. You know, so I tried every... Tried every club, tried to fit in every group. And, you know, as I came to the Lord at the age of 21, and, and as I put him first, by the, by the way, you guys are probably wondering how I got from Kansas to San Jose. It was, it was, the, it was Jesus. I was, like, the mo- I was like, people have got to hear about this good news. So I came out here. The most unchurched region in all of America, San Jose, California, where money has deceived people. And God said, go there. Get a little uncomfortable. Be a little, you know, radical and crazy for me. Just go out there. The Midwest, oh, it's easy. You plant a church, people will show up. (laughs) Try that in San Jose, right? This is the gospel. 
Jesus went from town to town, from city to city, from village to village, proclaiming the gospel. And last but not least, right here, the good soil. This is what Jesus wants us all to be, right here, the good soil. Jesus says, the good soil. But the good, uh, uh, he says, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So it starts off with character, right? Two things I see here. I see, I see that this good soil must be noble and then also must have a good heart. And today, that, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to challenge you a little. Where's your heart at? How's your character? And then, to see the gospel, the word, Jesus, are you receiving it? Are you retaining it? And are you persevering? And if you do all these three things, and no, this is not self-help. This is what Jesus said. You will produce crops. People at your job will know the gospel. People at your school will know Jesus. Your community, your city, your town, our country will be transformed. And the gospel will expand to the ends of the world. I tell my non-believing friends this and they just think I'm crazy. But God's word is so true. You know, there's a lot of people who, who need to hear this. So are we willing to be good soil this morning? That's the question. I can have the worship team come up. The psalmist says this in, in, in Psalms uh, 51.10. Create in me a clean heart. Can that be our prayer? Clean in, uh, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. How do you build Character, how do you have a noble and good heart? It's about praying to God and asking asking Him for for a heart. Because trust me, you need a heart. You need grace. I was talking to a pastor earlier today. You know, he's he's trying to disciple this this young man and the pastor tells me, oh, just requires so much grace and so much patience. You know? And the moment someone challenges our belief system or thinks completely different than we do, we're out of there. Well, when you ask God for a clear heart, when you ask God to, to expand your grace and your compassion to the lost, He'll give it to you. And that's where it starts. That's why before he says you got to receive the word, retain the word, and persevere, he checks our character. Because people with bad character can't spread the gospel. 
they create more division. It's like they come into atmospheres with the name of the gospel, but end up leaving a mark of of hate, you know? And, and, And I'm tired of the church having a wrong name. Bethany exists. Because the Bible says, and they will know you by. Bethany Church, how does your community know you? Out in San Jose, they're trying to, they're trying to get us kicked out. They're trying to, they're trying to get every church shut down. But it's not their fault. It's not. We just need to go to God and say, okay, God, listen, there's a lot going on, a lot that's challenging our belief system. Lord, give us grace. Lord, help us love them like you loved us. The second thing is this word that I preach to you today. You could it could, it could be like that that seed that fell on rocky ground. Where you receive it today and you're at work tomorrow and you're just like, ah. No. That kid was nice, right? Preaching was cool, made me feel good. Or you might just, you know, Wednesday hits. I love my Wednesdays. Wednesday hits, and we're just like, we're like the seed that fell on thorns, where, where we're just like, ah, I, I give up, Lord. You know, life's too hard. Filled with doubt. Or today you could choose to be good soil. Because Jesus lays it, all, lays it out. He's like, I give you the secrets of expanding my kingdom. And you're the secrets, y'all. You got to be good soil. Secrets. Urgency. To spreading the gospel. Thinking different. Thinking outside the box. I was selling some of the team. We're going to start preaching sermons on TikTok. Anyone heard of TikTok? We don't even have to speak anymore. We're going to preach dancing. We're doing whatever it takes to preach this gospel. Because the, the devil is doing overtime on social media. And we're sitting in our homes like, ah, this gospel feels good. And me and my family, there's people dying. Are you willing to be on this battlefield for Jesus? And this is a challenge to you. I'm going to pray right now. Lord, help us be good soil. Help us truly understand the Great Commission. Lord, help us understand that you didn't save us for us, but that you saved us for others. Lord, help us understand that it's only right when we put you at the center, when we seek your kingdom. Lord, there's a lot of work to be done. Your word says the harvest is plenty, but the workers are a few so Lord 
we come to you today and we just say, God, send us out to the field, God. Help us receive your word. Help us retain your word. Our Lord, help us persevere. And we know that's when we produce a crop, God, that bears much fruit than the seed that was initially planted. Help us make disciples of all nations, God, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. Help us teach them. And we know that you are with us till the end of the ages. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.